Your Porter Report. Porter Report. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> He's a good boy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. We just got back from the dog park. We did. And it was cold as butts. Butts. <laughs> this one might actually be PG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to try our best at least. <laughs> Which is kind of funny that it's going to be PG due to what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, maybe still don't show your kids this one. Yeah. You shouldn't have kids if you're listening to this one. Yeah, yeah, what? Okay, back <laughs> up. Back up a couple of steps. You're, if you're listening to this, the whole point of this. <laughs> but so that you don't have to. I mean, I mean, I want kids one day, maybe. But I, that's only if I find a partner who's going to do at least 75% of the work. <laughs> I'll shove it out. But, okay. And then, and then I'll come back when it's fun again. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Except, no, I just want it to be a fun time. So That's all the true. Time. Yeah, you're right. So you just want to be the aunt forever. Yeah, well, I don't want to be an aunt. <laughs> well, you're going to be an aunt to my pet child. If I have children. We'll be, see. It has to be a dog, though. Okay, yeah, you're right. We got doggos. <laughs> that being said, if anybody wants to date me, hit us up. I'm really lonely. Same. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Valentine's Day, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this is how we get dates <laughs> via podcast. <laughs> anyway, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, you know, right, Porter? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, I think we missed like one, and then this one this one is like off week. Oh well. So three weeks, I think, since the last one. If you've been sticking with us by now, you know. We're, we don't have a real schedule, sort no, of. We're chaotic. <laughs> we're very chaotic. We're chaotic mofos. We're also depressed. <laughs> so, so that determines on. Sometimes when the depression hits, <laughs> you just gotta go with it. What's up, bud? But also we were in New York with our friends. Oh yeah, we went to New York. We were gonna record a pod in New York, but it just didn't work out. Well, for me, I just didn't want to spend time yeah. not doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. If no, I get you. Okay. I get you. We just, we ran out of time. And I just wanted to hang out with them. Yeah, we just wanted to chill with our homies. Yeah, so. So, shout out to Caitlin, but not Brie, because Brie doesn't listen to it. Damn. <laughs> shout out to Brie if you ever listen to it. I love you. Love you, baby. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway, so we were in New York. We almost died in New York. Oh, yeah. That happened. That happened. But we're good now. We're back. We're still depressed. <laughs> we're as depressed as ever. Don't worry. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> We're still here for you. Um, I don't even remember what we did last time, so I don't think I have anything to say about the last episode. I really don't remember either. I think we were at your house. Oh, we played Tetris. Oh, that was... The- <laughs> that was actually... Okay, that episode I was really cranky during, too, so, like, that didn't help. <laughs> so I apologize. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> also, I'm sorry that we never said what place we were in. I got a complaint about that. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this week, since it's Halloween today, when you're listening to this, Ooh. spooky. <laughs> Can you hear a spooky noise? It's okay. It's oh, he scary. got so scared. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It was just fake. Um, sorry, we scared Porter with our spooky noises. Mm-hmm. Aw. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so since it's Halloween when this comes out, we decided to do a spooky episode. Yeah. And since we talk about true crime all the time, we decided to both pick a murder. Yeah. Heads, he- he- heads up. We, she, she asked if we could record today. And last night I was like, yeah, I have an idea. I had an idea, but I didn't research it. Okay, cool beans. So, I have the basic general idea of yeah. this murder. But... Yeah, we're good. We're fine. <laughs> um, mine was mostly stuff that I already knew, but I did find out some new stuff. So, we'll see so, how mine goes. You, we'll can... you want me to go first? Yeah. Or do we want to talk more? Yeah. Get into it? Why are you so cute? Okay, so well, sh- <laughs> shocking. I wasn't shushing you. Sorry, I was saying a word and I got distracted. Um, shocking no one. I love you. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. Are we ready to get into the... Oh, trigger warning for, like, murder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, weapons, and... You're right. And, I don't uh, know. And if, if anything true crime triggers you or stresses you out, probably don't just skip this one. That's okay. gonna be my... Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't want to freak anyone out. But if you're, like, curious, and you never listen to true crime anymore, this is a nice little... Kitty pool. And mine is, like, really not... I mean, it could be gory, but, like, I didn't research it enough to know all the details. <laughs> I probably won't get into the super gore of mine, because mine is extraordinarily gory. Yeah. So we'll probably just breeze past that on mine. Sounds good. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go? Yeah. Here's an ad. Ad space. <laughs> okay. Brought to you by... Brought to you by... Squirt. Space? Oh. Space.com. Brought to you by Mardi Gras, which leads me <laughs> to the uh, Axeman of New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans? New Orleans. New Orleans. I think, I don't know if I can say New Orleans. Just offended everyone. New Orleans. <laughs> I will say both ways, and then um, someone can correct me. Okay. Um, anyway, so I have talked about it previously. On the podcast, often, <laughs> because it really interests me. Um, I will say my sources, I'm going to state my sources because I, you know, don't want to get in trouble. Good job. I use Wikipedia, mm-hmm. which, fuck you, or I mean, screw you. <laughs> Too late. Oh, damn. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> okay, well, we could still be PG-13. You're right. As long as someone didn't say no. You can only say two, right? Three. Three, so we're good. We got two more. It's like candlelights. <laughs> Anyway, um, so, why did I even say it? I don't remember. Where are you go? I don't remember what I was talking about. My brain shut up. Oh, yeah. You're Wikipedia. Saying. It's a it's a source. Um, and then I also re-watched the BuzzFeed Unsolved episode about it. Mm. And then I re-listened to the My Favorite Murder episode about it. Wow, so you know their stuff. So those are my sources. Um, and also my own brain, because... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I read a book about it a long time ago, and I can't state the source because I don't remember what it is, but I'll re- do some research and hopefully have a source. Okay. Anyway, um, so this happened 
at the turn of the century, like right after the turn of the century. So it's 1918 to 1919. So what happened was um, there was this guy, and I'm a bad storyteller. <laughs> so he, uh, okay, okay, okay. So New Orleans, 1918. It's May 23rd, 1918. It's quiet night. We're going to set the stage. Mm-hmm. It's quiet night. People are probably like coming home from drinking. I don't know. I don't know what day of a week it is. I don't know how I don't know how crazy New Orleans is either. So, anyway, so uh, Catherine and Joseph Maggio are found dead in their home by his brothers, and they are reported. Sorry, they have been their throat has been slit, and then they were also bashed in the head with an axe like sixteen times or something like that. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I said I wasn't gonna get gory. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> anyway, so, um, I think it was his brothers that found them, and then, like, the, uh, I'm probably getting some of this wrong, because they're all kind of blurring, because there's so many of them. Yeah. But, anyway, um, the straight razor ended up being one from his brother's barbershop, which was weird. Yeah. So, I'm not, I don't know how that ended up getting tied up, because he, he was acquitted, so. His brother? His brother, yeah, because he was a suspect for a while, but... I think probably it just kind of got brushed under everything because of all the other ones that happened. Um, so his, like, MO, I guess, was he would uh, break out a bottom panel from the door to get it to break into a house in the middle of the night, and then he would find a weapon from their house and kill them and then leave it. And then oftentimes he would, like, change into their clothes and leave the clothes, like, the bloody clothes. Because they had fingerprinting back then, but it wasn't, like, a good source. Wait, what year was this? 1918. They had it, but it wasn't, like, refined. They had it back then? They had it, but it wasn't very good. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I thought they did. I didn't either. I I (laughs) saw that, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So they couldn't, like do that because well also they didn't really have like a registry of like people who had put their fingerprints in you know whatever it is so anyway so that there was like basically no evidence because he didn't like like he left the murder weapon behind but it wasn't like his murder weapon but they found the straight razor like two blocks away or something like that anyway sorry board is distracting what are you eating he smiles. <laughs> um, okay, so that was May 23rd. Um, and then he would also only attack people while they were sleeping. It's also... What a week. Creepy. A right? <laughs> so the next one was June 28th, 1918. And it was Louis Bessemer and Anne Lowe, who was his mistress, not his wife. Oh, okay. So, um, anyway, so they got uh, axe-manned. I, I mean... I won't get into it. Um, Axe man. <laughs> so, Anne Lowe survived for seven weeks, but uh, Louis Bessemer did survive, like, the whole thing. Um, I'm sure his real wife killed him after. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I guess, like, he got caught because she was out of town, his, like, real life. And this has nothing to do with the murders, but she was out of town, and they were, like, someone, like, went to the hospital to, like, visit Mrs. Bessemer, and then it was, like, Anne Lowe, and she's, like, uh. Oh. So, yeah, they found, anyway. Anyway, so they're dead. They're alive. Well, Anne's dead. Louis's still alive. Well, he's probably not anymore. Anyway! <laughs> the next one occurred, um, August 5th, 1918, and they didn't have a first name for her, 
which was weird. So it just said Mrs. Ed Schneider. So Mrs. Schneider, she um, was pregnant. Oh, no. The Axeman got her, but she survived the attack and gave birth, and the baby was fine. Baby was born early, but fine. So it's like super mom. Yeah. <sighs> That'd be a lit story, though. Like, Yeah, but like, my mom got <laughs> Axemaned. I almost was not born. Because <laughs> my mom got Axemaned and then survived. And guess what? She had me. She had me. <laughs> my life is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it all happened when my mom <laughs> met my dad, and they fell in love, and then she got axed. Oh, no. <laughs> and they had me. Hi. I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> my life is kind of crazy. crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. The next one was only five days later on August 10th. Um, it was a Joseph Romano. Oh, also, sorry. With the Mrs. Schneider one, their axe was missing. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. So, their axe was... He didn't leave the axe like he usually does. So, they kind of think that that one maybe wasn't the axe. Anyway. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, August 10th, 1918, uh, Joseph Romano... Okay, you're breathing really hard. Joseph, there's going to be a lot of ambiance on this one. <laughs> um, Joseph Romano got killed with, you know, same thing. Axe, head. You know. You know. You know how it goes. So then, finally, after all of these attacks, the city's like, oh, maybe we should do something about this. So they, like, put um, extra police on duty. And, like, a lot of, like, the husbands had, like, like, in the paper it said that, like, a lot of husbands were staying up. And, like, with a shotgun, protecting their families and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, so it worked for a bit, though, because he didn't attack again until March 10th, 1919. So almost a year later, a little less than a year. Yeah. So um, he broke into the Cordomiglia's house. Um, So it was Rose and Charles Cordomiglia. Rose woke up, and Charles was, like, fist-fighting some dude. (laughs) And she, like... Saw, like, well, she just saw, like, this big man was holding an axe, and her husband's, like, fighting him off. Yikes. And, um, so she and her husband survived, but he had gotten their daughter before them, so their daughter died. Um, but they both survived. How old was the daughter? She, I don't know, actually. Hmm. Maybe we don't want to know, Yeah, maybe we don't. So, well, now I'm curious, though, so. Two years old. Oh, no. I really wish I didn't. Yeah. Let's see. Um, oh, no, she was sleeping with, with Mary in her arms. That's what it was. Okay, my bad. So, yeah, so he got her with a single blow. Dang. Um, let's see. Um, okay. So after that is the creepiest part. So March 13th, 1919, the press, like the newspaper, got a letter and I've kind of talked about this before on here, but I've never, I'm going to read it because it's creepy. <clears throat> so, yeah, so he, it just got anonymously sent to the, to the newspaper and, like, said, like, you know, like, publish this immediately or whatever, you know, like, that whole creepy shit. Mm-hmm. So it's postmarked from hell. I know, Porter, I know. <laughs> That's scary, huh? <laughs> 
So it's postmarked from hell, March 13th, 1919. So it's three days after the Cordomiglia incident. So here's what it says. Uh, Esteemed mortal of New Orleans. They have never caught me and they never will. They have never seen me for I am invisible, even as uh, the ether that surrounds your earth. I'm not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Orleanians and your foolish police call the Axeman. When I see fit, I come and claim other victims. Alone I know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe besmeared with, besmeared with blood and brains of he whom I had sent below to keep me company. If you, oh my god, sorry. If you wish, I don't remember that part. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact, they have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis Joseph. Is that Satan's real name? And then it says, etc. I'm from hell. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) But tell them to beware. Let them not discover what I am, for it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the Axeman. I don't think there is a need of such warning, for I feel that feel sure the police will always dodge me as they have in the past. They are wise and know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orlinians think of me as the most horrible murderer, which I am. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh. Which I am. <laughs> he's At least he's self-aware, I guess. Which I am, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night. At will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens and the worst. <laughs> That's in parentheses. I like that he has to include that. For I am in a close relationship with the angel of death. Are they? Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> now to be. Okay, this is the. Okay, it's horrible, but it's pretty funny. Okay, here's the funny part, but that's horrible also. Now to be exact, at 12.15, and he specifies here, earthly time. Uh. <laughs> On next Tuesday night, I'm going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to take a little proposition to you, the Porter. people. Oh. Recording? Yes. Okay. Sorry, we had some technical issues <laughs> where Porter knocked Herschel off the bed. Bad. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. <clears throat> so, the... Should I reread that part? Yeah. Okay. Now, to be exact, at 12.15, earthly time, on next Tuesday night, I'm going to pass over New Orleans. Uh, in my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I am very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether region that every person shall... Sorry, nether regions makes me think of... Nether regions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are nether mm-hmm. regions. Okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time. Do I have just mentioned. Do you think he thought of that? Nether region? Yeah. Was he laughing when he wrote that? <laughs> Do you think he wrote it and then he's like, I'm gonna cut off your dick. He's just like, he rides in and goes, <laughs> <laughs> His mom? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, mom. He lives with his mom in this picture. Oh yeah, totally. He's in the basement mm-hmm. and his mom's like, what are you doing down there, sweetie? I'm writing a letter, mom. Yeah. I'm the angel of death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, honey. Because he's a total little bitch. Mm-hmm. Dinner will be ready at five. <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> You're embarrassing me, mom. <laughs> the angel of death is over here. 
<laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> In that fiction, he was both the angel of death and his friends with the angel of death. Because he's probably crazy. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I swear by all the devils in the nether region that every person shall be spared in whose home a band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. If everyone has a jazz band going, well, then so much better for you people. One thing is certain that some of your people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. You ever just jazz it? Yeah. Jazz it on it? Okay. That's all I want to do all the time. Just jazz it all the time. Jazz it all the time. Let's just jazz it out. Yeah. Well, uh, as I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Tataris. What? Ah, I'll click it. It's a link. Okay, Tataris is a Greek mythology. Oh, in Greek mythology, Tataris in the, is the deep abyss that is used as a dungeon of torment and suffering for the wicked. Yikes. As, uh, and as the prison for the titans. So it's oh. creepy AF. And it's about time I leave your earthly home, I will cease my discourse. Hoping that thou wilt publish this, that it may go well with thee. I have been an M, an M, wait. I have been M and will be the worst spirit, that sentence doesn't exist, that ever existed either in fact or realm of fantasy. Yeah, you are the worst spirit. spirit. XO, XO, the Axeman. <laughs> it doesn't have the XOs, but it is signed, the Axeman. So the papers published this, and, uh... They're like, every, well, everyone takes it real seriously, as I would, too. So it's, like, basically, like, like in, like, Prince of Egypt, and they have to paint the blood over their doors. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but with jazz music. And so people would, like, um, like, if they didn't have a record, so people that had record players would just, like, blast it. And then um, the people who didn't have record players, like, all the jazz clubs, like, opened up all night so that people could go and, like, stay safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kept to his word, and no one died that night. But in BuzzFeed Unsolved, Shane's like, do you think he just went out of town that week? And he's like, I'm just going <laughs> to mess with him. Probably. Probably. But it made me laugh really hard. So anyway, so nothing happened the rest of the month. And then on August 10th, 1919, uh, Steve Boca got attacked. He got a few blows to the head, and then he ran out the door. To his neighbor's house and called the police, so he survived. And then September 1919, Sarah Lawman, same deal, but he entered through an open window that time. And then the last murder was exactly a hundred years ago yesterday. Whoa! Isn't that wild? So October 27th, 1919. I had this realization yesterday while we're, we're recording on Tuesday, so or oh, Monday, yeah. I Monday. mean. So on Sunday. Sunday was the 100-year anniversary of his last attack. So, it was Esther and Mike Pepitone. So, she woke to her husband screaming, and then there she said she saw two figures, and then she bailed. <laughs> so, he died, she lived, um, because she just was totally like, deuces! <laughs> same. Oh, yeah, no, same. <laughs> but anyway, so she got out. They did find a circus tent bolt, as, like, one of the murder weapons, oh. as well as the axe. Ew. And there was a circus in town. So they were like, okay. Is it? But that circus had just come into town. So that the thing with that one is that they're not sure if that was actually the axe man or if it was, um, like, a copycat. Yeah. But who knows? Because mm-hmm. he stopped killing after that. 
So that was the last one. Um, so they never caught him. The biggest suspect is this guy named Joseph Mumphrey. Okay, I saw Mumphrey on some things and Mumphrey on others, so I'm not <laughs> sure which one. You know what? Is correct. I don't care. But he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. You're right. Um, he so the axemen targeted Italians, so all of them that died were Italians. And that was another thing that Shane made fun of because he's like, if you're gonna kill people, at least be open. Because <laughs> he's like all mad that he's racist. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh. I can't remember why they thought it was him. Oh yeah. Okay, I remember. Sorry, <laughs> my brain shut down. Um. So the reason they thought it was him was because. So, the wife of Mike Pepitone, the one that just deuces out Esther, she moved to L.A. and remarried. And then on the anniversary, so October 27th, the anniversary of when her first husband died, her new husband disappeared. And and they never found him again. But that night that he disappeared, um, this guy broke into her house, Joseph Mumphrey, or Mumphrey. Broke into her house, and she shot him and killed him. Oh. And, yeah. And, obviously, like, nothing else happened. Yeah. So, that's what they kind of think. Um, because, well, they didn't ever... I don't think they ever, like, um, got her, like... She never had to go to jail or anything for killing him, because you can take... Under the castle laws or whatever, castle ordinance, whatever it's called, um, you can... If you're... If you're in your own home... And somebody breaks in, you can use, like, lethal <laughs> attack if you think you're in danger. So. Isn't that just... If you're... Okay. If you're, um... If, if, some, if you're in danger and somebody... Like, if you think that your life is in danger and you're not in your home, you have to do everything in your power other than... Try and kill. Uh, yeah, other than <laughs> killing them or else it, you can get convicted for it but if you're in your own home under it's like the castle doctrine i think it doesn't it waves that if you're in your own home okay but like not like it it's still it's like it's 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 really confusing yeah i just learned about it in my law class that's the only reason i like know it but um yeah with yeah but anyway so i mean like a lot of things a lot of things oh here's the book actually uh, writer Julie Smith used a fictionalized version of the Axman events in her 1991 novel, The Axman's Jazz. There it is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the book I read. Um, but yeah, there's been like a ton of like pop culture things. I mean, there was like, uh, in 1919, uh, <laughs> hold on. uh, John, Joseph John DeVilla wrote a song the Myri- called The Mysterious Axman's Jazz or Don't Scare Me Papa. <laughs> is the other name for it. So, like, a lot of, like, jazz songs came from it. They, like, have a whole section of jazz called the Axman's Jazz that came from it. And then, um, like, a bunch of novels. Apparently, an American Horror Story coven. There's an episode about the Axman. Yeah, I've seen that episode. It's, like, one of the first episodes from that yeah. season. So, yeah, anyway, that's... Oh, hey, it even says My Favorite Murder and BuzzFeed Unsolved in this list. <laughs> and it's going to say us one day. It's not. I could add it. <laughs> it's Wikipedia. It's true. But anyway, yeah, so that is mine. I probably missed a lot of details, but... You've been axed. You've been axed. Do I... What's that? I don't hear jazz music playing outside your door. 
You got the axe. Is that why you constantly listen to jazz? Um, no, it's because I'm actually 85. <laughs> Just kidding. I love jazz music. Same. I have a lot of jazz playlists. I love jazz. So I'm ready to jazz it whenever the Same. Axeman comes Quarter? back, I guess. <laughs> Alright, well mine's not going to be as amazing. Because I don't know anything about this until... I didn't know anything about this until this morning. Okay. So this... I w- my idea was trying to find a murder that happened also on Halloween. Oh, that's cool. And so there's a bunch of them that I found that are were way too gory. <laughs> Fair. But this one seemed interesting because it was a long time ago too. And <laughs> so I don't have all <laughs> I don't have all the facts. I've read two articles. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Alright. So this is from Vice.com. And this is the lesbian murder scam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm already on board. <laughs> And, okay, so on October 31st, 1957, uh, Peter Fabiano was shot dead at his door. Okay. So, backing up, he was, uh, he owned a barbershop, he was married, uh, and he had two, he had, well, he had one employee, her name was, uh, Goldeen Pizer. Okay. Who Goldeen, like the Pokemon? Okay, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't make that connection, but yes. <laughs> and this happened in L.A. Uh, she worked for him for a while, and she was from Philadelphia, and she had a friend named Joan... Re- it's not Rebel, but it's Raybel. It's like the E and the A are switched. R- Raybel? Raybel, I guess. I guess, yeah. Joan Raybel was her friend, who was a photographer... And they always talked shit about her employer. Okay. About Fabio. Fabio. I mean, same. <laughs> Fabiano? Yeah. Yeah. And to the point where <laughs> where they'd be like, oh, I wish I could just, like, kill him. You know how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever experienced that. Yeah. I mean. It's like that John Mulaney. I could kill him for you. <laughs> yeah, like. For the most part, you should just be joking about it. Yeah. And which I think is what started it. Yeah. To the point where they're like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> they just had it. Yeah, they're like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Screw that guy. <laughs> so, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but one of them ended up with a twenty-two caliber gun, and Pizer, on the night of Halloween, went to his door. His him and his wife had just already gone to bed and there was a knock on the door and he answered the door and it was her but his this is from the wife's perspective mm-hmm. she didn't know it was her okay so this article has way more detail than what i'm saying because i'm just skimming it right now because mm-hmm. i forgot anyway so basically shoots him at the door his wife heard him answer the door she heard him saying like this is not a good time bam there's a shot she runs out there. Her husband's on the ground. She runs. She remembers her next door neighbor is a police for the local department. Runs over to him and like Bob something. I don't remember his last name. It's probably in this article. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, she gets her husband, or he gets his police people to come over. Gets an emergency vehicle. 
drives him to the hospital, and he dies there that night. Mm. And later they find out that, uh, what's her name, Joan, and Goldine. Goldine, yeah. I was like, how do we forget that? Joan and Goldine were in it together and happened to be lesbians. Oh, okay. And apparently... I mean, obviously, it was such a shock because it happened in the 1950s. Yeah. So it was all over the news back Mm -hmm. then. Like, lesbian lovers, murder. Yeah. Like, that was all that was talked about. Yeah. And they were charged with first-degree murder, but was um, eventually reduced to second-degree after a plea deal. And (laughs) Pizer was eventually released. What? Yeah. And remains in L.A., or did remain in L.A. So is she the one that shot or the other one? Yeah, she's the one that, sh- that shot him. And she died in 1998 at the age of 83. And she did... And they lost trace of the other lady, like, a few years later. So who knows? It could be me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I, you did say you're an old woman. I am an old woman. Or old man. I'm an old man, so it couldn't have been me. <laughs> But maybe I'm the Zodiac. And then one of the one of the lines was, "I did it for her." I oh. don't know which one said that, but that's what this article says at the very went, end. I almost went, "Aw." Like, <laughs> so the person who worked for him, who hated her boss, killed him, or the other one killed him. The other one killed him, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. Dean killed him. And... Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So anyway, that's what happened in, on Halloween night in 1950 something. In 1950. 1950. Dang. Which would be a really great story if I did more research. <laughs> no, that's still interesting. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I didn't hear about it till now. I really wish I'd looked more into it, but I ended yeah. up playing uh, Luigi's Mansion during my lunch hour. And it happens. I have Luigi's <laughs> Mansion nails. <so. gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's mine. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> huh. <laughs> I just, you know what, though? Like, people were probably more, like, shocked that they were lesbians and they killed Oh, them. yeah, that, that was, like, the like, big thing. Like, oh, my gosh, lesbians. They're oh, lesbians? They also killed someone. Okay, but, but lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's probably why they didn't get... I mean, she got out of prison. Yeah. I feel like they would have got him on being lesbians, too. Wasn't it still illegal back then? Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's one I need to look more into Yeah, that's because... interesting. <laughs> I got that from a Vice article. Yeah. Okay. That's cool, though. Yeah. Spooky. It's pretty spooky. Spooky, scary skeletons. Are you going trick-or-treating? Yes. Um, I thought I was going to have to close because I usually close on Thursday nights because I have school. Mm-hmm. But, um, in the morning. Uh, but my boss gave me the night off, so I'm going to go take my niece trick-or-treating. Nice. She's Pikachu for Halloween. Are you dressing up? Um, yeah, I have an Ash Ketchum hat, so I was going to wear that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I have, like, a blue vest. I can make it work. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and so. you got your little Pikachu. And I got my little Pikachu, who likes to sit on my shoulders a lot, and it hurts <laughs> real bad because she's getting big. Yeah. She's very <laughs> tall now. She's so tall. She's, like, the size of, like, a seven-year-old, but she's only four. Yeah. Like, height-wise. Like, I hadn't seen her in a long while, yeah. and then I saw her, and she stood up, and I was like... Whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she's super tall. Um, like, super skinny, but super tall, so it's, like, impossible to buy her clothes. Aw. <laughs> You're gonna have a hard time. <laughs> but, 
Nice. She has, like, a little tiny bit of a gut, though. Like, she's skinny and then just kind of pooches a little bit on her tummy. And it's the cutest little thing because she was, like, wearing, like, a jasmine swimsuit. And it's just, like... <laughs> like, it doesn't look bad. It just is cute. <laughs> Here. Well my, well, my girls... I don't know if Andy's coming up. My brother's coming up or not, though. So I don't know if both my girls are coming or not. Does, does Andy's kid have... A costume yet? Yeah, she's Sky from Paw Patrol. Okay, I don't know. Is yeah, that a dog? It's a dog. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll see if I can find the picture. It's pretty cute. But <laughs> she loves that costume. Like, I don't know that she really even watches Paw Patrol that much, but um, her friends do at school. Oh. At daycare, but she calls it school. Yeah. But um, So all of her friends listen to it. So I think that she... She got new glasses. She has to wear glasses, but she got new glasses and because she keeps breaking her other glasses. Like, on purpose? Yeah, but th- so they're like, um, they're like made of gel, oh. and they like they go all the way around her head like a strap. Oh no. So she looks like the biggest little nerd. Oh. I love it so much. I know, but it, she won't keep them on otherwise, and so they're like, well, we have to do what we gotta do, you know? You gotta see, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> so, anyway, they're cuties. But, I, we thought, like, when she first got her glasses, because she's only three, so, but, like, when she first got her glasses, she was, like, so stoked, because she's, like, can see finally, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Because she has astigmatisms in both of her eyes. Ooh. So. I feel that yeah. so hard. She's a blind little thing. Yeah. My, when I went to the eye doctor a couple of weeks ago, he was like, well, your eyesight got a little better, but your astigmatism is still there. <laughs> I was like, like, cool, thanks. Yeah, I know, dude. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky you're hot. <laughs> is, he, is he single? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> don't even go down that road. We're really desperate. Listen, <laughs> our show is called Birth Patrol. I know. That doesn't mean we don't. I don't know. This is a PG episode. Oh yeah, that was a PG episode. And like, yeah, Michael Sheen can slide into my DMs. <laughs> well, apparently, we're married to him. Oh yeah, the fandom is engaged to him. So, although I don't know that I really want to identify as yeah, you're right with them. <laughs> Because I say weird things, but not, like, directly to him. Yeah, I know. So. I just tweet him every day about him writing my tattoo out. Not every day. I tweet him, like, once a week. Hey, Michael Sheen. Hey, Michael Sheen. Can you please write ineffable? We already have David Tennant. Like, he doesn't even have social media. And we have his. Just write it down. It will take two seconds. Like, honestly, you could write it down on an old receipt. Uh, You could graffiti it on the street. That's a good idea. You could grab Tom Payne's arm on set and write it on him. <laughs> Tom Payne. Hey, Tom Payne. Will you get Michael Sheen? <laughs> Maybe that's our tactic. You're right. Okay, I'm going to go through Tom Payne. <laughs> like, hey, Michael Sheen's ignoring my tweets. I, I did that with Borja when I needed Richard Spade to answer me. <laughs> that's true. I was like, Borja. Should I do it? What if I do it? <laughs> do it. Okay. I do follow him, so it won't be like I'm following him just for this. <laughs> did you like my crops are dying one? Yeah, it was good. He didn't obviously did not respond to that. Well, oh, Tom Payne's online right now too. Perfect. He just tweeted. Oh, perfect. 
Okay. Tom Payne. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, <laughs> okay. The deed is done. <laughs> okay. Tom Payne come through. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe that'll work. <laughs> All right. Okay, bully, well, bully, bully, bully corner. corner. Who do we get? Oh, I have a good one. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wait, what did you have? I was gonna bully corner that dog. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, okay, good. We went to the dog park <laughs> just before this, and this dog named Ernie, who was a very cute boy. Hey, hey, yeah. But he was a dick. He stole Porter's ball. He was a jerk. And then he peed on it twice. He, like, just took off of it, and... Just threw it on the ground, turned around, and peed on it. Hey, hey, Ernie. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, no, we're not PG-13 anymore. Oh, no, no. Hey, that was only three times. Oh, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah. Hey, Ernie, you suck. Yeah. Hey, Ernie, I hope that you don't ever get any balls from your parents. Ooh. Hey, Ernie, I hope you never get treats again. Hey, Ernie, I hope that your dog brother always catches the frisbee before you. <laughs> He had a dog brother. <laughs> he ate it. Harry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hope your mom pees on you. <laughs> hey, Ernie, I'm going to pee on you and see how you like it. <laughs> and then, like, his mom picks up the ball and is like, tries to give it back to me. And, like, and I was like, uh, no, you can just throw it on the ground. She tried to hand her a pee ball. <laughs> I was like, excuse you? I'm not touching that. <laughs> Hard pass. Thanks. On that note, but shout out to the inventor of the person who, like, made the stick that you can throw the ball with. Because you don't even have to bend over to pick up the ball. Yeah, you just put your arm down and it grabs the ball for you and then he throws it for you really far. And it makes doggos happy. Yeah. So, good job. Anti-bully corner. Anti- that guy. That guy. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> Back to bully corner. Ernie? Okay. Ernie? <laughs> How dare you? I hope you have, I hope you have dreams where you... <laughs> Never run. I hope you have dreams where you're chasing a cat, but you can never get it. Ooh. Thank you. Anyway. I think that's all I got. That's a good point. Did you have another bully corner? I did, but it's not as good as that. Okay. But my other one was a real one. Oh, okay. I'm ready, though. I'll bully anyone. Well, I probably wouldn't put it in, but I'll just tell you. It was about Jared (laughs) Fadlecki. Yeah, that might be a little controversial. <laughs> anyway. But we're leaving that part in, right? Uh, yeah, okay. We just won't leave in what we said about him. <laughs> which was nothing. We didn't say anything. We just laughed. Yeah. We'll talk later. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Holly. <laughs> I think she's on our side. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. Well, just in case. Okay. That's a blanket apology for Holly. <laughs> Anytime we talk shit about Supernatural. <laughs> well... I feel like I gotta say this. Okay. Jake's been really nice lately. Ew. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jack's still bitter, but... <laughs> I'm just gonna delete this. No, I'm gonna edit this week. <laughs> no, I am. No, we. <laughs> um, Jake's been really nice. I just so to throw up. <laughs> he's been regularly listening to our podcast, so I have to keep up appearances. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because the other day he was like, um, I was like, oh yeah, we we skip, we missed it a week. And he's like, I know, I haven't seen your notifications. I have your notifications turned on. And I was like, you're freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they have a birth. Him and birth. What? <laughs> I'm thinking of our pod. Um, him and his friend John. I'm him so, and birth. Him and birth. No, him and his friend John have a podcast called Canine Critique. K 
okay, the number nine, and then critique, and it's pretty okay. <laughs> it's good. Um, they have a Facebook page, and my the thing I made is their cover photo. Cool. So, and he paid me for the rights for it. You should ask for residuals. <laughs> yeah, every time someone likes it, I get another dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> Eventually, we're gonna do a crossover episode with them. I don't know. Maybe don't if know. they weren't rude and that's true, did things without but us. Hear me out. Uh huh. We can bring them on ours and just drag them the whole time. That's cool. Jake, don't listen to that part. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So they have a podcast. Go listen to it, I guess. Um, but listen to ours first. Yeah, you know what? Download ours, but you can go listen to theirs. But just don't, don't download. Just it. don't download. <laughs> That's harsh. That's harsh. He's been really nice. <laughs> listen to Canine Critique. It's really good. I promise it is. I just listened. To, they have the Frank and Weenie episode this week for Halloween, and it was really funny. And I mentioned in it like a lot. <laughs> Talks about me a lot. Wow. <laughs> just because they kept talking about Queenie, the dog that comes into my store. Oh. Whose mom is a really good author. Mackenzie Lee, you should read her books. Not you, because you won't read, but other people that are listening. If you Listen, like, Listen, I read books. 20, the first 21 years of my life. Yeah, so now you don't need to anymore. So I never need I'm to I'm not read trying it. to shame you. I'm just saying I know you won't, so I'm telling just the people. Don't, just don't tell people that. Oh, okay. Jack loves reading. Yeah, I do. Um, seriously, though. <laughs> if you like, um, gay people in the Victorian times-ish, that could be wrong. Edward, I don't know. In old time, old time, long time ago, <laughs> you should read The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. I think you need to keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> she has a book called The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue and The Lady's Guide to Piracy and Petticoats, and she just announced her third book today of that series. Is she paying us for this? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she did give me a free copy of her... Uh, world, the world, history of the world and fifty dogs book, and she signed it from her and Queenie. So you finally so, kind of. So she knows you. Oh, she knows I know now. now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was like, well, you. Also, Queenie dressed up like Nana. Cute. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, those are my uh, promo spots, I guess. Um, I didn't mean for that to be a promotional <laughs> corner, but here we are. Yeah, they need to pay us for those. Okay, time. Jake, you owe us ten dollars. <laughs> Mackenzie, you're good. She gave me a book. You can borrow it. <laughs> no, I'm good. Apparently, I don't read. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I think that's all I've got. Cool. Thanks to Charlie Rosen and the Eight Bit Big Band. The release of their theme song. song. It's a departure off the album. Putting the days to bed. Wait, what? <laughs> For their cover of the song. The Tetris Contemporary something or other. It's on YouTube. Just type in Tetris and ape, the 8-Bit Big Band and it'll come up. And then you can listen to it. And you can enjoy it. Or you can just listen to it at the beginning and the end of this. I suppose. But you should also go follow them. They have an Instagram. It's called the 8-Bit Big Band. And then Charlie Rosen, the guy who is in char- at large and in charge, <laughs> has an Instagram called... Frozen music, C R O S E N music. Follow him. Follow them. They did a Pokemon one recently. I don't know. That's all I got. Cool. Anything else? 
No. Thanks to the McElroys. Because we saw them twice last week. Or I was two like, weeks why? Ago, and I just missed them a lot. <laughs> Thanks to Justin for making us laugh every time Jack unlocks her phone. Shout out to him. And also me, because I have them all as my background photo. Cute. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. Cool. Okay, from all of us, all of you, da'elonaba. Da'elonaba. Bye. Bye. Bye.